so I'd like to welcome everyone to uh, Spotlight On, which is your uh, Griffith alumni podcast. This is the second series that we are bringing you. And we're delighted to welcome today uh, Hannah Moran-Jackson, who studied uh, BA in fashion design with Griffith College, graduating in 2017. Today's podcast will shine a spotlight on uh, Hannah's academic and career achievements to date. Hannah currently works for a global fashion retailer as a fashion designer and has recently hit the headlines with fellow fashion designer Kathy McAvoy uh, making protective headbands for frontline medical workers during the COVID-19 pandemic. Hannah has also made an appearance on Island AM during lockdown to help bring a bit more colour to everyone's wardrobe by giving a tie-dye demonstration. And finally, if you flick through Hannah's Instagram, uh, it shows off the amazing work that she's doing bringing tie-dye back into fashion and championing sustainability in fashion design. So welcome to the podcast, Hannah. Lovely to have you uh, here with us today. Thanks for having me. And that was such a nice intro as well. No problem. I've been working on the intro, uh, I must admit, in, in lockdown. It, it's definitely uh, improved from, from series one of the podcast, so you're very, uh, very welcome there. And I guess we'll, we'll kick off um, with your current role. So can you tell us a little bit uh, about what, it's, uh, what you currently do and what your day-to-day -day is like working in fashion design? Yeah, of course. So I always get asked this question and every day is so different, so I never have like a set, like, thing to tell you to know but basically what we do as like um, a fashion designer so my current role is fashion designer for a activewear section within the ladies wear department and what we do kind of overall is we predict future trends and we design into them which basically gets them landed in the store but we also do it we design two seasons before it's actually out so we're so far ahead of the game we're always kind of coming up with different innovation and the way we do that is going through different kind of forecasting sites and um, before the pandemic we were traveling which was really nice uh, going to different countries and just seeing what's out there what's um what's the influence that's coming through and we just kind of take all of that information put it together and then obviously design into it and that's how it lands on the shop floor that's so cool it sounds like such a cool job uh, to be doing uh, so I guess my, my next question would kind of stem from, from um, what you've just said and, and it's where do fashion designers get that inspiration from and you've kind of touched on it with travel uh, and predicting the latest trends but I guess uh, I'll, I'll hand that back over to you. Uh, where, where is your inspiration coming from for, for the latest designs? Yeah so obviously when we were able to travel, travel was a massive massive part of it because we'd go to kind of you know the real fashion icon places so we'd go to like the US, we'd go to different trade shows in Germany and Italy and everything like that but now that we don't have that we have to be a bit more innovative with how we do those things and um, so you do get inspiration from literally everywhere. I remember myself when I first started I was actually chasing after people on the streets taking pictures of what they had on if it was interesting and <laughs> um, so just um, like being aware to what's around you pinning things on Pinterest, going through different kind of um, inspirational pics on Instagram. And then we also have the actual forecasting website. So WGSN and Peckler's and Fashion Snoops as well is really, really interesting for us. That's so cool. So any budding fashion designers, there's some uh, some websites for them to, to check out there and to, to have a look at. Um, so I guess the next kind of uh, question that, that I'd like to ask you is, um, how did you get into fashion design? Where was that, that initial inspiration that, that came to drive you to want to, to follow this as a career? So my Nana is really creative. And then my mom actually went to 
the Barbara Burke School of College. I think that's shut down now. And she did one year of fashion design. So we've always been kind of a creative family. And I remember when I was like about nine years old, my mom and I would take apart my old denim skirt and then woven skirt and she'd help me sew them together. So I've just always been really into it. Um, I don't actually know if any thing inspired me like like there was a turning point and that was me like I'm going to fashion I just knew that in school I didn't love studying I wasn't a very studious person I always just wanted to go to art class and um, so I just kind of explored different careers like when it got time to do the CAO and um, I was just like that's my dream job I actually wrote a 10 in my uh, sixth class yearbook which I found like last month and it's like what do you want to be when you grow up and I was like fashion designer so lovely and um i guess supportive parents really helped you there because they they honed that creativity as you as you mentioned there and and got you creating early on which is really important and uh you, you mentioned that you know you came to cao and you had a vague idea of, of what you wanted to do and where you wanted to go so how did that influence your next step in sort of education and um, so i did obviously a lot of uh, i guess research into what was available within fashion um and because ireland it's quite limited to the actual colleges that are out there that do fashion design and um, so there were like specific things that I wanted to tick off I wanted to tick off design obviously but I didn't want to limit myself just to that area because it's such a broad industry I wanted to make sure that I was taking off business side if I wanted to open up something myself I was taking off the different types of um, technologies that we would have to use within designing um, so actually Griffith was really the only one that I saw coming through for that so that's why I set my sight on Griffith and made sure I got in. That's, a, that's always excellent here and then kind of you you must have started on your your Griffith journey and, and how did you find uh, the, the the years that you spent with Griffith uh, on that fashion course and the the skills that you picked up while you were with uh, Griffith College? Like invaluable and like I'm not trying to feel like pro Griffith but they honestly are just so amazing and I couldn't there's no bad word about Griffith anytime someone asks me about fashion and like where would you recommend to go number one is always Griffith because they as I said they don't just offer design within the one kind of course they do everything they basically give you the tools to go off and start your own brand if that was something you wanted to do but they also then if you wanted to go into more corporate and industry they give you um like techniques and programs within the course studies that other colleges just didn't so yeah it was a really easy choice for me to be honest it's always good to hear and um i guess the the next question that i'd have to ask is um what's kind of your your biggest achievement to date uh, that, that you've kind of had since leaving griffith oh my goodness <laughs> i don't know um okay so in like actual corporate life it would be my job because I interned straight after I finished uh, Griffith in 2017 and they basically like developed a role for me because there was no open roles and I just somehow got my foot in the door and kept on going and then and really going after my own brand and label and getting to kind of um, show that to the world on Ireland AM and all different articles I would say. Well, that's uh, that's that's fantastic, and obviously it leads us into kind of uh, the next the next segue, which is um, you you mentioned that Island AM, and and during the the current pandemic, you've uh, you've been quite active and in the in the headlines in in a number of different ways. So I suppose if we if we start off with um, 
the headbands for frontline uh, medical workers. This is a story that got picked up by a number of different news articles and, and news outlets. So uh, I guess if you could just tell us how you got into this and, and maybe give us a brief explanation of, of what you and, uh, and Kathy were doing uh, during, during the lockdown. Yeah, of course. So it was actually, it stemmed from an article that I read in Vogue and it basically said, Are, is hair a liability? And I was like, something I never really thought of. Obviously everyone was wearing their masks and their PPE uniforms, but I never really thought of hair as a liability. Um, and they were basically saying that headbands is something that could protect them. So I called up Kathy straight away um, and I was like, do you think that this is something we could do? Because she, she also has family that are in, um, like their doctors and nurses and everything. Um, so she asked around, I asked around with my friends uh, that are frontliners and they said, oh my God, of course, this is something we wouldn't have been thought of. And we basically just used the remnant fabrics, which I actually had from college when I was in Griffith. And we started making them. We made a template. We pushed it on social. People reacted to it. And it just kind of blew up. I think we actually made 1,200 in the end in the space of three weeks. Wow. That's, uh, that's some output. So um, I guess from, from your side of things, um, you know, 1,200 headbands in, in three weeks is is good going and, and what kind of commitment time-wise did you did you guys give to it oh it was so we never actually gave them a set date we'd always just so i'm obviously working full-time kathy was in her masters so we would do it mostly on the weekends and we'd just bang out i think 100 to 150 between friday to sunday and we'd get them sent off then on monday or tuesday and then to be fair most of them made it to where they went needed to go which is good and we had a lot of support as well from when we were push, pushing it on social, people asked us to set up um, a GoFundMe link and they wanted to help us towards materials and postage and packaging and everything like that. So it really was like a communal kind of thing and everyone was so involved. Really nice. It's nice to see that, you know, the the community spirit that kind of banded around during those tough times. It was um, it was a great article for, for me to stumble across it and read it and very inspiring. So you know, well yeah. done to, to yourself and Kathy on, on that. Um, I guess... For me, it really took off uh, and you got a lot of coverage. Did you expect anything like that to happen or, or to come from it? No, not at all. Like, I actually was like, is this a real person contacting me to interview? I was like, I have to do a background check here. <laughs> but it was so nice. Like, everyone just wanted to support and get the word out there so we could get the word to as many frontliners as well that needed them because that was our main goal. And um, they really helped us do that with the articles. That's excellent. And um, yeah, excellent work from, from the both of you. And I guess, um, has, the, has the headband creation um, stopped now or has it slowed down? It actually just stopped because both of us were just like, we, we couldn't kind of maintain it uh, <laughs> because it just got a lot in the end. But obviously, if anybody did come to us and ask for any, we'd absolutely help them. We also ran out of fabric. Fabric just <laughs> couldn't do it. So um, yeah, exactly, and and it's uh, it was it was a great thing for both of you to do during during that that difficult period as well. And um, yeah, I can imagine you getting through a lot of fabric during during those couple of weeks. Yeah. Uh, so I guess that moves us through to the the next kind of uh, piece of media coverage that you got quite quickly afterwards, which was the uh, Island AM, the tie dyeing, which is which is where I first um, saw you. So uh, I guess do you want to give us kind of a synopsis of how that came about and uh, and, and what you were asked to do? Yeah, um, so what happened there was obviously everybody's in lockdown and 
I'm, I was the same as everyone else, a lot of time on my hands and I was like, let's maybe get creative. I could do something on my platform where I have the skills from Griffith that I can apply to something fun and creative and DIY so everyone can do it and get involved. And that's kind of where I thought of tie-dye because when I was traveling with work, I saw tie-dye all over LA and I was like, oh my God, I want this, but I could never find it online with the color that I like or the shape. So I just did it myself and I recorded it and I put it up and it just like grew legs and took off. And I was like, oh my God, this is exciting. People like it. Um, and just kind of stemmed from there. I must admit, I'm uh, a big advocate of your tie-dye and I'm very glad that it's, it's come back in fashion. Um, so I guess from there, you've, you've kind of, it's kind of continued to organically grow and just a quick flick through the, the Instagram account and uh, it's tie-dye wall-to-wall, isn't yeah. it? So um, is, it, is this a venture that you're going off in, in a separate direction and, and you know, doing your own tie-dye line? Yeah, definitely. So um, I don't know if you did see it on Insta there, but I just finished um, a collab with, a brand and an influencer so we did like a whole uh, tie-dye drop for like her merch line which is amazing so I've just finished doing that there so what I'm going to do now is focus on my own collection with tie-dye and it's going to be all about like having empowering slogans and just kind of to have a sense of community that's designed by the customer for the customer and it's just going to be a real uh, communal thing because that's all my thing that's what it's about. It's very interesting and um, a different kind of outlook on on fashion and design and and sustainability which are all obviously key and, and important messages that that i've definitely picked up from from just flicking through your instagram um so i guess there's another question that i've got on on fashion and fashion sustainability and your your thoughts on that because i guess we're kind of transitioning at the moment from a fashion uh, sustainability where it was very much disposable clothing and, and we're kind of moving more towards reusable and, and upcycling and your kind of your views on, on that and how that's going to transition over the next couple of years. Yeah so I think that sustainability like I think it started off as a little bit of a trend but it's now it's a lifestyle like it's a necessity and everyone needs to if whether they go by it or not they need to be aware of it and they need to kind of understand how we can help towards being more sustainable and living more sustainable life and um, fashion obviously plays a very big part in that um, I personally wouldn't not buy something because it's not sustainable but I would try to look for something and I'm very aware of it and um, that's actually something that I do in my job is I look for innovative ways to make sure that it has a circular lifestyle with the product and also whatever way we can make it sustainable that's what we're trying to do so I feel like it's it's not going anywhere if anything it's going to get bigger we're going to start looking at like actual biofabrication and growing our own clothes which is something that's really really new and exciting so it's only the start of it now i think that's very interesting growing your own clothes that's not one that i've, I've heard of so far so yeah um, that's definitely something i'll be i'll be doing some more research on uh, in in the coming days um so i guess um from there there's uh, a couple of other questions that i've got here so what's what's kind of next for you what's your your future you've kind of touched on the the fashion um line that you're you're bringing out yourself and then you've, you've obviously got your your full-time day job as well that goes that goes side by side with that uh, what's the next big venture that we're going to kind of see you in oh i feel like all the ventures that have happened were kind of like unintentional <laughs> but i'm just gonna keep trying to push my own brand because that's something that i've kind of wanted to do for ages but i've just put at the back and i've just been like no focus on like your corporate career right now but i'm going to try to do both 
and hopefully balance them and progress within my corporate career and hopefully launch a successful collection as my own brand. Hopefully. Very interesting and best <laughs> of luck uh, for, for all ventures that, that are coming forward. So I guess um, the next question uh, for, for someone who is as cosmopolitan as myself is what's going to be the next fashion trend that's on the horizon do you think? That's putting you on the spot there. <laughs> that really did put me on the spot. <laughs> I think it's going to be um, an evolution of loungewear and kind of blurring the lines between what is loungewear and what is functional. So for me, it'll be like having versatile transitional products. If we don't want to have a trend, we want to have something that's going to take you from either day to night, from your sweat to your swim, from your lounge to your lunge. We need to have that product, <clears throat> sorry, that is going to not just be for a specific event it's going to take you from like your whole day very interesting i'll uh i'll keep my eye out for for the, for the all-in-one outfit then that, that does everything yeah i have uh, something coming through in my actual job so i'll, I'll link it to you <laughs> sounds very interesting i mean my work attire is uh is very same it's uh, just a plain blue shirt uh, and some some suit pants like it's kind I of mean it works it works <laughs> it does it's very functional not fashionable but very functional yeah that's uh, I mean. yeah I mean you know recently I changed from a, a black belt to a brown belt and that is oh my goodness that's revolutionary. very revolutionary so uh, <laughs> anyway enough about me um there's uh, some some kind of quick fire questions that we ask uh, every single person that comes onto the podcast, which we'll get to in just a second. But I guess the first thing I, I'd like to get to is is obviously we've we've all lived through this um, this global pandemic and, and working patterns have changed and and the way that we interact with other people has changed. And I guess just uh, a quick check in and catch up on on how things have, have gone with yourself and and how you know working from home has probably been working for you and those sorts of things. Yeah, it's been very different because we're obviously a company that works with product and we need to see the product feel the fabric see the colors to sign everything off mm -hmm. um so it's definitely been challenging i feel like we're kind of catching up on ourselves a little bit now that we are part-time back in the office but i personally enjoyed the working at home experience because i have a three-hour travel like a commute every day so that's where the tie-dye evolved and the headbands evolved because i was saving so much time i i liked it yeah <laughs> i might be the only one but i did like it yeah i don't think you are i think there's there's a number of studies that are uh, circulating at the moment that show working from home and the work-life balance people mm. have definitely had this time to evaluate it so it's it's one to watch i think moving forward and you Absolutely. said a, a three-hour commute that's that's a long commute yeah so it's like an hour and a half in and an hour and a half out so like all together for the day wow Okay, mm -hmm. so you've saved a, a lot of time then on, on the commute, and that's obviously you know borne fruit with the uh, the good work that you did during during the lockdown. Exactly. So, yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. And then uh, looking kind of to these these quick fire questions, we ask these to every single guest that we have on. So um, they kind of uh, hopefully will will make a, a nice pattern uh, come the end of all these these podcasts that have been recorded. So the first one is always the best piece of advice that you've ever received. Um, so I have a kind of quote that I feel like is the best quote slash advice. Um, it's nothing is impossible. The word itself says I'm possible. So I feel like people just kind of need to believe in themselves more to go for it and not say something that's going to hold them back from it, i.e. my collection, which has been in the works for about five years. 
good piece of advice and and you know it's, it is very true you you are the master of your own destiny is uh, is exactly. one that, that springs to mind uh so the next one is uh what advice would you give to a recent graduate entering the job market to network i just felt like networking is invaluable like the worst people can say is no and the best people can say is you can pick their brain about something that's interesting you, you might get a contact into interning or an actual job interview. It's something that I didn't do at the start of my, like, I guess, industry experience, but I've really learned to do it now and it's invaluable. Excellent advice. It's surprising how many people say networking is key to, to that kind of next step after, after you've graduated. Mm-hmm. And then finally, the last question uh, that I have to ask you, which you'll be very glad of, is, is how would you describe Griffith College in three words? My problem will be using just three, but <laughs> I say um, they're really encouraging and um, extremely diverse and they are also really accommodating. Excellent. So uh, that is the end of this podcast and that draws things to a close so i would love to uh, thank hannah for, for sharing uh, what is her afternoon with us uh, today so thank you very much for coming on hannah uh, and thank you to anyone who has listened along today and hope that you found uh, everything interesting and an enjoyable uh, listen as well so thank you very much and that's that's it from us so goodbye thank you